Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 145 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and in this week's episode, we are going to turn our focus back to the Disney treasure. Last week, we finally received official word of something I have been waiting for since last September, that the story of Moana will be featured in the Walt Disney Theater on board the Disney treasure. If you've been following my show over the past year, you'll know how badly I was hoping for this announcement. Moana is my personal favorite Disney movie, and when the character was featured in the teaser video for the treasure, I was hoping for something major, and Disney definitely delivered. In case you missed it, the Disney Parks blog announced last week that Disney The Tale of Moana will bring the adventurous journey of Moana, inspired by the Walt Disney Animation Studios film, to center stage for the first time. The show will follow Moana as she embarks on an incredible journey to save her island after she is chosen by the ocean to restore the heart of Tefiti. Fans of the original film will recognize many beloved characters like Gramatala, Maui, and Tamatoa when they appear on stage, as well as songs from the film's iconic soundtrack. I am so, so excited about this announcement, and to me, this was the announcement that puts the treasure over the top. I, I can't wait for to, uh, to cruise on this ship. Unfortunately, the episode that you're about to hear was recorded before this announcement was made, which is why we didn't discuss it specifically. Had I known this announcement was coming this soon, we could have delayed the recording a little bit longer, but I think you're still going to really enjoy this episode. So let's get right to it. It's been a few weeks since the Disney Parks blog reveal event, which hopefully you've all had a chance to watch by now. And, and now that the dust has settled and we've we've had a chance to digest all the announcements a little more, I thought it'd be fun to revisit them and, and dig a little deeper into how we feel about them. And I'm very excited for my guests this week. Brian and Sam co-host the DCL Duo podcast and have also been monitoring the developments of the Disney treasure very closely. So I've invited them on the show to play a little love it or leave it Disney treasure style. Hey, Brian. Hey, Sam. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, hey thanks Wes. for having us. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. It's a pleasure. I'm really excited to have you. I feel like this has been a long time coming, but it's it's really great to uh, to finally talk to you guys. Yeah, we're, we're super excited. Uh, listened to your show for a long time, so really great to meet you in person, see you live here on Zoom, such as it is, and uh, really happy to be here. Yeah, on. likewise. You know, you, you interact 
kind of uh, over social media or, or however, but it's always nice to put a, you know, to put a face with sort of a, a, a profile. So, uh, so this is awesome. I guess before we get into it here and, you know, just to kind of help me get to know you guys a little better, what, what would you both say is your, your favorite cruise that you've taken and also your favorite Disney ship? Ooh, favorite cruise one. favorite cruise for me is probably the Norwegian Fjords cruise we did a couple years ago now or maybe a year ago now for uh, Sam's birthday and favorite Disney ship for me is definitely the Wonder. I love the, oh, the nice. Wonder. Okay. What about you Sam? Um So I was going to pick the Norwegian Fjords but I'm going to oh, pick Oh, is that so good, huh? My... Yeah, I'm going to pick our second favorite cruise. And I know this is both Brian and my second favorite cruise because it's the longest Disney cruise we've ever been on, which was an 11-night Southern Caribbean cruise. It was such a fantastic itinerary on the fantasy. But on ships, I'm going to actually have to agree with Brian on this one and also pick the Wonder. Wow. We we both have a strong affinity for the smaller ships. I love the Wonder and the Magic. um, And... Yeah, it's just there's something cozy about them and intimate and the cast are so wonderful. Yeah, I just just nothing beats one of those smaller ships. Why why would you say wonder over the magic? Like what what differentiates them it, it, it for both of you? I'm a big New Orleans fan and so I love Tiana's place. So I used to actually ride in a Mardi Gras parade with my father for about 10 years no in way. New Orleans. Yeah, and they have a little house down there. So we go actually go to New Orleans about once a year now. And wow. so I love the Wonder. I love Tiana's place. Uh, and we love the Concierge Lounge on the Wonder. That's okay. one of our favorite lounges. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going to also add to that, those reasons that the Wonder has traditionally been ported out of the West Coast. And we live on the West Coast, although we live in the Pacific Northwest, not in San Diego. Um, but it is a lot easier for us to get on a cruise like out of San Diego. Ship. Yeah, yeah. In, instead of going over to you know Florida to get on the Magic. So we've actually only sailed on the Magic twice. Okay. We're about to sail on her again. Yeah. Um, but we've only sailed on her twice, and we've sailed on the Wonder many more times. So there's just something more familiar about the Wonder to me. Um, although I will say, I think the shows on the magic the stage shows i think are even better than those on the wonder ah yes i'm with you i also enjoy the smaller ships my favorite is actually the magic probably for the reason reasons that you 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 mentioned sam i really like the shows i'm a big fan actually my family's a big fan of uh of the movie tangled so just having the you know that theme on board is is really a big hit for us but we we really like the smaller ships it feels more intimate less crowded and you know it's super convenient to go anywhere on the ship so that's you know, a big reason why we like the the smaller ships. Brian, did you, actually both of you, did your Norwegian cruise, was it one of the cruises that got to visit Ger- the Geringer port? No, we went not. to Eidfjordeid and Nordfjordeid. Oh, okay. And then, uh, what was, oh, Alicent, Olesund. And, and Stavanger. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. You, yeah. you hit a lot of the, the Norwegian ports. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. went out of Dover, though. So in and out of Dover in the UK. Got it. Okay. And then, but all of our port stops were in Norway. Yeah, that I think one... one of the towns. I think one of the towns we stopped at had like a population of 458 <laughs> until our ship rolled in. So, oh, wow. and, there, and there were two ships in port that day. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's crazy. The, the Norwegian cruise, that's really high on my bucket list. I really want to do that. And I was really sad to, to you know, to hear that they're not going back to that, the Geringer 
port anymore because yeah. supposedly that's you know was the port that w- was inspiration for for Arendelle in, you know the movie Frozen but uh mm-hmm. you know I don't think the I don't think they're bringing large cruise ships there anymore um yeah so such as the, such as the fate of large cruise ships in Europe <laughs> exactly these days. Yeah. that's right yeah. that's right exactly yeah. that's right well, awesome. Well, I am really excited for today's show topic, which I'm calling Love It or Leave It. And Brian and I, you and I discussed it a little bit offline, but I think it's I think it's pretty simple. I'm going to go through some of the things that we've learned about the Disney treasure so far. And you just have to decide whether you love it or you don't, which, you know, naturally means you'll leave it. I <laughs> I decided love it or leave it was better than love it or hate it, despite the fact that, you know, that <laughs> yeah. plays a little better. But I, I'd imagine you, you probably don't hate any of the announcements or maybe you do, in, in which case, uh, please, please feel free to, to use that <laughs> instead. <laughs> so does that all make sense? Yeah, yeah, sounds great. All right, let's awesome. do it. So let's, I, one of my favorite things to do on a Disney cruise, regardless of the ship that I'm on, is eat. And I'm sure you can relate. Uh, so let's start. Love it. <laughs> Love it already. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Not the first topic, but I, I like where your head's at. Let's start with Worlds of Marvel. So we heard that Worlds of Marvel will be offered once again on the treasure. We know it's on the wish, but they did, you know, they did tease that there's going to be a new show uh, that will make its debut on the treasure. So how do we feel about Worlds of Marvel? I'm going to go with love the idea of a new show, a second show in Worlds of Marvel, but overall kind of leave it for me. Like Worlds of Marvel is an okay restaurant, but it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite in the fleet by far. What about you, Sam? Oh, this is a tough one. I'm going to I'm going to say love it because I do love Avengers movies. I do love Avengers theming. I am excited for a new show. And there's a really good dish, the tofu udon soup oh. dish. I'm not a vegetarian and I I'm usually a meat eater, but that's like the one vegetarian dish that I always pick off that menu that I really, really love. And so I would actually be really excited to see that on the treasure okay. as well as on the wish. Now, is that, do you find that on like the main part of the menu or is it kind of in that section that's like, here's, you know, if you're a vegetarian, here's, here's some things you might like. It's actually on the main part wow. of the, the menu. Okay. Yeah. But it's the only, I think, I think it's the only vegetarian dish on that main part of the menu. Interesting. Okay. But it's really good. Wow. It's got like, it's got some kick to it. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Yeah. I, that's something that I would just skip over. I wouldn't even like give it a second glance, but now that you, you know, you it comes so highly recommended, I might just have to give it a try sometime. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah. Order one for the table. That's the, what we like. To there do. you go. That, <laughs> well, it is a soup. That's good advice. You don't, you don't really want to share it. It is a soup dish. So, I mean, it's a main, it but it's a soup. It would be kind of interesting so. sharing yeah. a, a bowl of soup. Yeah. Not a communal yeah. dish. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say leave it for Worlds of Marvel. Um, Brian, you said it's not your favorite. I completely agree. I, it's actually my least favorite on The Wish. And... I don't get me wrong. I I absolutely love the Avengers. I'm a big Marvel fan, but I am I'm not like one of those like 
people who knows the comics really well and knows all the obscure characters. And like, I'm an original Marvel type person. Like, give me the Captain America, the Iron Man, the yeah. Hulk. So, yeah, you I'm know, with you on that. Wes. While I like Ant-Man and the Wasp, they're just not my favorite characters. And and I'm also just not a fan of repeat restaurants. So for those reasons, I'm going to say leave it. But I am very excited to see the new show. And they, you know, they've teased that it would be Spider-Man. So uh, I do. I am a big fan of Spider-Man. We heard actually they had to add Spider-Man into the show on the Wish because people, uh, as you mentioned, they didn't know who Ant-Man and the Wasp were. Oh wow! And so, <laughs> so they had to like bring in a character everyone knew. So yeah, let's uh, let's stay on the theme and let's go with 1923. Well, how do we feel about 1923 also being on the treasure? Sam, you want to start this time? Sure, I'm gonna say love it. I feel like 1923 is kind of the replacement for Royal Court, Royal Palace. Uh, Triton's Lumieres on the four original ships and it's a nice like upscale dining experience they've got a great filet mignon on the menu it's got really fun like animation details throughout the menu or throughout the restaurant lots of you know just kind of fun decorations for the restaurant it's very classy very well themed but themed in sort of a fancy restaurant sort of a way and yeah, I like it. I think it's the perfect upscale restaurant to have as one of your main dining restaurants. So I agree it has a great menu. I think it has one of the best dining menus on the ship. But I'm going to say leave it for one reason. Wow, okay. Which is just, just I, so I'm with you, Wes, on wanting to see differentiation in the dining themes. And I had this idea a long time ago when they announced the wish and I saw it was 1923 and I was like, Oh, I bet the next ship will be 1955. And then the ship after that will be 1971. And so they'll have like a different theme to each dining room based on key years in the company's history. I love that. And so when they, when they did 1923 again, I was like, come on, like, can't we, can't we just do something? It's the same. You can have the same menu, but just, you just differentiated a little. So I, lo- I absolutely love that idea. And I was all in for the love it on this, but now you've sort of made me made me rethink my uh, my response here. <laughs> so that, that's a great idea. And you're right. That seems so simple. You know, it's not it's not a design change in, you know, the the layout or whatever. It's just it's yeah. just retheming it. So I really like that idea. I, I will. Yeah. I'll stick with it. I'll say love it. I am excited to see what they do with just kind of the new decorations i guess you would call them decorations you know yeah. the new animations you know the stuff that is on display in there i'm i'm hoping that they sort of take the adventure theme and and put stuff in there that kind of oh, matches yeah. that theme and it's really fun just to walk through there and and look at all the you know all the drawings and the art in the you know the figurines and all the stuff that they have in there so that's uh, a yeah. great point because right now on the wish it's very princess focused. Yeah. Like you've got all you know Beauty and the Beast and Moana and you know all those kind of characters. But it'd be nice to flip it and see like Peter Pan and maybe Aladdin and some of the other theming coming yeah, out there. Yeah, definitely. So let's wrap it up with the restaurants and let's go into Plaza de Coco. So the first time, at least that I can think of that a a coco theme has been you know a major part of of a, of a of a disney experience so what do we think of plaza de coco i bet sam and i could give our answers at the same time okay, count of three sam one two three love, love it, it. Nice. Yeah. 
They were they were missing a sure bet if the bread service is not chips, salsa, and guacamole. Absolutely, That's all I'm say. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And what would be really awesome is if they could do the table side guac, but I don't think uh, that they yeah. would be able to to make that happen. Yeah, I bet they won't do table side guac, but that would be awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. I think we're excited for it because one, it's something new, right? We haven't seen on the ships before. Um, two, there's good music and entertainment that they can do in the restaurant. And three, we're finally getting like more real Mexican food. Yes. Hopefully I'm crossing my fingers when I say real, (laughs) um, because right now, I mean, we love Donald's cantina on deck, which we like to refer to as Chipotle at sea. Um, I think it's great, but we could have even more Mexican food on the ships and we would not be sad. I think there, there's been a significant lack of Mexican food on the ships for too many years. And so now they need to make up for it on the treasure. Yeah, I'll agree yeah. with that. I love Mexican food and the fact that they're basically bringing a, you know, a Mexican restaurant onto the ship. I love the idea. Just the, the artist renderings that they shared with us so far yeah. in the videos just look, just look like a really fun experience. And, you know, Miguel, they're introducing a new face character, we assume. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. I just think it's gonna be a really fun dining experience and really will make it hopefully feel like an authentic Mexican restaurant. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I, I will say, oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I'll say overall with dining, the thing I'm most excited about is they have to develop two or they have to develop a new menu for each of these restaurants. I am hoping, but I don't have high hopes that they won't just like pull from secondary menus from all over the fleet to cobble them together. So at least with Coco, I have a strong hope they're going to have to come up with something interesting for the second night meal. So, yeah, that's a great point. We talked about repeating restaurants. So at a minimum, can they give us, you know, brand new, brand new menus? I think that would be a really, really big hit if they could, you know, make that happen. Yeah. All right. So we actually, I'll throw in festival foods as well. How do we feel about (laughs) festival foods also being added to the treasure? Love it. I, I, that's like, that is some of the best pool deck food in the fleet. Yes. Hands down. Yeah. 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 I have to agree. I have to say, love it. It's like I said, Chipotle at sea is a hit. Mickey smokes that stack barbecue is also a hit. Um, the pizza on the pool deck is better than the pizza on the other ships. So, I mean, I think they've knocked it out of the park with that one. And I don't need new theming for those yeah, restaurants. Right, yep. They're just, it's just pool deck quick service. We don't need anything to be updated on that. Just give us more of what's really good. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I didn't have this on my list, but what do you guys think of Jumbo's sweets? My personally, my family doesn't spend a lot of time in those, you know, in those yeah. spaces on on the other ship. So while I really like the Zootopia theming, that's a big, you know, my family's a big fan of that movie. I was hoping they do a little more with that in terms of you know, other places around the ship, but it does make sense that they would theme a, you know, an ice cream parlor off of, off of Zootopia. So what do you guys think about Jumbo's sweets? We've rarely gone into the other sweet shops on the ships. Uh, but when we do, we go in and we get a fun picture with like Princess Vanellope <laughs> yeah. or Mickey and Minnie. So you know, I'm kind of excited to go in and get a picture with uh, Officer Hops and Nick Wilde. It's, it's fun, but I, I just, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the pay-to-play yeah. sweet shop on board because, you know, it's it's good ice cream, but there's free soft serve like that's 50 right. feet away. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's totally, right. 
totally agree with that. And we don't buy those cupcakes or the pastries in there either, because frankly, they're really not that good. But I love the theming because I we love Zootopia as well. Like we actually watch, we have a tradition of watching Zootopia pretty much on every cruise that we sail on. Oh, wow. Really? Well, well yeah. When we're in our like stateroom at night, okay. yeah, yeah, we just throw that on the TV. So yeah, we love that movie. And so it's exciting to have something themed Zootopia Although I think like you, we wish it could be something more yeah. like maybe, yeah. you know, a different space or a kids club area or something like that. So at least we get a touch of Zootopia. We want more Zootopia. Yeah. Did did the two of you grow up watching the animated classic Disney movies? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The the thing I love about the the on demand in the stateroom is just the catalog that's in there and you stumble on movies that you didn't even remember that you had forgotten about and it's just, you know, yes. it's so tempting just to just to sit in there and watch these movies that that you, you know, that you love so much growing up. We're like, "Ah, I got to get out and go do something." But it's Oh my god. I yeah, I mean, I remember like one movie that I hadn't seen in years and years and then watched again on a cruise was Bolt. Yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Another one's Oliver and Company. Like, I love these... Oliver and Company. Yeah. yeah. Good... The I Rescuers. Mean... I'm a big fan of The Rescuers. Yeah. There's yeah. just such great. There's some classic movies that you just, I mean, everyone knows, of course, Little Mermaid and Aladdin right. and Lion King. And those are amazing movies. But you forget some of these other, you know, lesser known movies that you just don't see, yeah. you know, ev- their IP everywhere because right. they weren't as big as The Lion King, of yeah. course. Yeah. And I gravitate towards all the Disney live action sports movies, the like the super inspirational, like miracle. Yes, remember the Titan. Arm. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those exactly. are awesome. So good. Yep. Uh, sorry, that was a, a little sidetrack, but uh, your <laughs> tradition reminded me of just that's what I like to do. We'll sit in the stateroom at night and just watch movies that we haven't seen in a while. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about the the lounge spaces on board. So this was, we got a lot of new stuff here. Let's start with the Skipper Society. What do you guys think about the Skipper Society? Love it, but, but they better actually train the cast members to give <laughs> <Yes>. us puns. <laughs> because if they don't do this, it will be a total miss. Agreed. Right? Like, we love the Jungle Cruise. We love uh, Trader Sam's. We love, though, part of that love is because the skippers, you know, are giving you all of these puns as they're, you know, That's as they're right. taking your order or as they're giving you a tour of the jungle, right? And so if they don't have the theming from the cast members to go along with the theming of the space, it will be a total miss. So I'm saying love it, but that's with a big caveat that it really needs to be executed correctly. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree with all of that. I will just add, I am hoping for some tiki drinks and I can see no reason why Disney cruise line shouldn't have tiki mugs and tiki drinks on this ship that they sell you because yep. it's a moneymaker. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. So, they should they should absolutely have those. Uh, if they don't, I'll be a little disappointed, but I'm still excited for the the new space. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun space. Yeah, I do too. And and what do you just in general, what do you think of the idea of kind of taking popular theme park attractions and really and, and making themes about them on the cruise ship? How do you feel about that? I, I like that they're leaning into the theme park aspect and not the movie mm. aspect of some of these things. Right. So 
you know, he could have gone Skipper Society and had a picture of the rock hanging in the in the bar or something like that. So don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy watching the Jungle Cruise movie, but I like that they're kind of leaning into the nostalgia yeah, value yeah, yeah. of it. And I think I think we're all hoping they keep leaning into that for uh, a Haunted Mansion theme bar. That's right. <laughs> somewhere yes, on this ship. Yes, so, yes, yes. So, yeah. 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 I think in general, I I I like that as well. I just am worried. It worries me about, as I said, the execution of these things, right? If they just throw the IP on the walls and then have nothing else to like make it really immersive. Um, let's talk about hyperspace lounge, for example, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it doesn't really work like it should. So yep. that's my only, that's my only worry about leaning into the theming of the attractions. If, if they really don't do it right, it's going to really hurt those of us who love the parks yeah, as well. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. They so need we, to take a page from the Galactic Star Cruiser and the bar, the Sublight Lounge, like that, if they can replicate something like that on Disney Cruise Line, they're way ahead of the game. They just need to lean into the theme. Just like yeah. a, a yeah. fully immersive experience. Yeah. 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 So we we love the Skipper Society. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to also say love it. Did you happen to catch that? The Disney Parks blog had an article couple weeks ago it was like 10 things that parks fans will love about these themes on the treasure did you did you have did you read that article i feel like i did i feel like i at least skimmed that article yeah it's it's really cool because they 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 sort of talked about some of the things that you'll that they're adding into the into the theming and the decorations that you like if you just walked in you might not otherwise notice but to to now see that those are obvious and and that they're that they're paying attention to those things it's really cool so for one one example i thought was really cool is the it, the lounge is going to have its own riverboat name and it's i, oh, it's, nice. I forget what the, the it's the m's ugh, i forget what m's riverboat or something like that what m's is the the river that the the ship will navigate you know when it goes yeah. out to the you know out to the ocean out of the shipyard so i i just, you know just little touches like that 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 really just speaks to the imagineering and the attention to detail that Disney, you know, that Disney puts into their spaces. So hopefully they kind of really go all in with uh, with this theme. And I, I think it'll be a really fun space. Yeah, for sure. Kind of on the same lines, the the Periscope Pub. So we learned that this one is going to have a 20,000 leagues under the sea theme. And the the artist renderings of this space look, look pretty cool. You know, it looks like they're going to really put you inside a submarine and you know potentially have some screens that are above you that make you look like you're underwater so what do we think about the periscope pub i am a huge fan but i will tell you it's going to be so much about execution and what gets value engineered out and what doesn't so you know i think people have uh, mentioned like are those periscopes actually going to work? I suspect Imagineers say yes. And then I wonder if operations or someone comes along and says, eh, it's a little too much money, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the funniest thing I've heard about it is, you know, it's supposed to be under the sea, but it's going to have the portholes out it like the uh, the bar does on the Wish, the keg and compass. Mm. And so folks are like, well, I'm under the sea and above the sea at the same time. So like, how is that? How's that going to work? How's that going to work? That's a good point, yeah. 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 And I know Sam, Sam commented on our show at one point, uh, she was a little specious of the fact that they had decided to revive 20,000 leagues under the sea since that ride has been out of the parks for a while now. 
and it's so old. Like, that's not a modern. So I'm going to say leave it okay. on Periscope Pub. I don't hate it. Like, so I, I like that your question is love it or leave it because I really don't hate 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I'm just not excited about it, right? Like, it's not a ride that anyone was excited about you know, even 20 years ago. Um, and now it's, you know, finding Nemo. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been 20,000 leagues under the sea for it's a nostalgic long time. For, it's nostalgic for me, Sam. I, re- I remember riding 20,000 leagues wow. under, remember, the, under the sea. I remember riding it too. It wasn't a great ride then. It's not a great ride now when it's finding Nemo. So it's just not, yeah. And, but I agree with Brian. Like it could be, if they really do a nice job executing it, Maybe I'll be more excited about it. But in the end, it's really supposed to be like, in my mind, a sports bar pub type yeah. space. And I don't really see the connection well with 20,000 League Under the Sea. I, I think it might have been better if they did like, I don't know, full on pirate theming. Oh, my gosh. Just something. So that's, <laughs> yeah, something that, else. I was just about to jump into that because I'm going to say leave it for that exact reason. I think the, uh, uh, like you said, Sam, I don't hate it. I, I think it'll be a, a cool space, especially if they, you know, if they really can do a good job with, like you said, Brian, kind of immersing you in this submarine experience. But I think to have a ship called the treasure that is adventure themed that go, you know, that is sailing Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises like that just screams pirates of the Caribbean to me. And how cool would it have been to, to be, have like a black Pearl themed bar or something like that. I just think they could have gone really all in with a pirates of the Caribbean theme. And that would have just I think that would have been a monster hit. And I think that would have been an awesome, you know, just an awesome space. I don't know if like the, the tension they have with Johnny Depp maybe <laughs> caused some of that. Cause doesn't it seem like a natural fit for this ship? Yeah. 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 Or, or Tortuga themed, you know, oh, if you want to yeah, go something. Even, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah they yeah. could even keep it, um, you know, as a, as an, as a theme park attraction yeah. and, and kind of take what's, what they've done with Pirates of the Caribbean, the theme parks and bring that onto the ship. That would work too. Yeah. I do applaud Disney. This is the first time the bar won't be like an, a, a, a Irish pub, yeah. right? Like that's kind of all the ships have the Irish pub on them. So I got to applaud them a little bit for taking a chance here and retheming, moving away from the theming they've had, even on the wish. Yeah, I think that's a great point. All right. Let's move across the hallway to Sarabi. So Sarabi is like a multi-purpose space where they can do, you know, family game shows and they can do adult only entertainment, all kinds of different things. It's a really, really a versatile space. And I personally love the theming. What do you guys think of Sarabi? I guess I'll jump in here. I'm going to say leave it. Not because I don't love Sarabi herself, the character yeah. and the Lion King. I do love, I love the Lion King. I'm glad to see a Lion King themed space, but it's more leave it on the fact that they have not changed the layout of Luna and, you know, which is going to be the new Sarabi. Um, you know, the fact that it's open air to the hallways is a problem on the wish. It's going to be the exact same on the treasure. The fact that there's no internal staircase in the space that really sort of separates the upper level from the lower level, the upper level folks are not really involved. I I think that's a big problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's, I think there's a bunch of logistical and practical issues that they haven't solved. You know, I understand they probably were far into the design process to change a lot of structural things or really anything structural on the ship, but adding in an internal staircase and closing walls is not something they couldn't have changed. So to me, I'm uh, leave it not because of the theming, but more because of the structural or, or lack of changes they seem to be making mm -hmm. to that space to better accommodate bingo, the adult games, the family games, all the activities that you mentioned that take place in that, in that space. Yep. I'm going to say leave it too. I think that space had such potential on the wish. I think they had an opportunity to have it, you know, really shine on the treasure. I think it's a mistake to kind of leave it as it is. I also just find the lower floor space where they do most of the action to kind of cramped and crowded yep. and uncomfortable. So yeah, I say leave it. I'm also going to say leave it, despite the fact I love the Lion King theming, and I think the you know the pictures they show, I really like the pictures. It, it sort of gives me the Lion King theater at uh, Animal Kingdom vibes. But oh, yeah. I, I'm with you both. I, I just think the space has a lot of potential, and they, they don't use it to its maximum potential. And even when we have attended things there, it just doesn't feel very... It doesn't feel very intimate, right? Because there's, you know, there's people walking around all around you. And I just don't feel like I am into whatever it is that we're participating in as much as I am when it, when it's something in the D lounge or in, yeah. you know, in the tube or evolution or something like, like that. And I think it's because Absolutely. those are like closed in spaces. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm also going to say leave it. All right, let's move on from lounge spaces. Let's go to the Walt Disney Theater. So we haven't seen any renderings of the Walt Disney Theater yet, but we do know two shows that are going to be in the theater. The first is Beauty and the Beast, which is also a show that is on the dream. How do we feel about Beauty and the Beast being one of the stage shows on The Treasure? Brian has no opinion on this. <laughs> oh, no? So, <laughs> anyone, well, anyone who listens to our show knows when the shows are happening, I go to one on a seven-night cruise. I'll go to one of the shows with Sam, and I'll go to the best show, the show that she likes the most. And the rest of the time, I will be in the bar doing the shows, <laughs> uh, having a drink, because I'm just not the theater guy. Okay, that's uh, so fair enough. Sam... Yeah. <laughs> but I go to I go to all the shows. If we're on back to back cruise, I might see every show twice. I'm a huge fan of the shows, and Beauty and the Beast happens to be, in my humble opinion, the best Disney Cruise Line stage show in the fleet. It is fantastic. It is so well done. It has won awards because it's the best. It will continue to be the best. And of course, the best show should be on the newest ship. Okay. So this is a win for me. Of course, it would be also great to have three new shows. But if they're going to repeat a show, this is the one to repeat. Well, and this is the best. Can we also just talk for a second about the fact that Beauty and the Beast is on the treasure and Aladdin Thank is you. on the wish? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm with that, you there. It's, they're on the wrong ship, that's where but I, I don't yep. really care. That's exactly where I was going with this. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. I... I love the show. I agree with you, Sam. It's the best that Disney Cruise Line has to offer that we know of. But I I just, there's no part of me that thinks when they were building the wish that they didn't know that the treasure was going to be happening and would have Aladdin in, you know, in the, in the, in the grand hall. 
why would they not have just done Aladdin on the treasure and and Beauty and the Beast on the Wish? Like those fit on yeah. each and of those already, ships. And they already had them already made in stage. I'm totally with exactly. you. Exactly. Like hundred percent. They they just they are on the wrong ship and I have no it makes no sense to me why they would have done it this way. I just I was I, like it was it was the most shocking thing of the uh, of the Disney treasure reveal announcement to me because I just I couldn't believe <laughs> that they would have done that. But I agree with you. It's an amazing show. It's New York Broadway caliber. And I'm going to leave it because of the fact that it's on the wrong ship. Yeah. Well, and I'll just say this, too. Why isn't the tower suite that's themed to Moana on the Disney treasure? Also a great point. And why is the Disney treasure not named the Disney adventure and the Disney adventure is sailing oh, over in Asia? So don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't get into that stuff. because that makes me so incredibly angry. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The adventure was what I thought the treasure was going to be named. And I still think Same. it should have been. Same. But I, I, it's another one of those things that you're just like, what were they thinking? You already have a, a ship that you're, you're marketing as adventure themed and all there's all this buzz around it, and then you go and announce at Destination D23 that you know the new ship is going to be the adventure. So yeah. <laughs> it's mind boggling. Mind boggling. It just yeah, and oh, maddening it bugs me. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's let's stay in the Walt Disney Theater. Seize the adventure, which was you know which made its debut on the Wish, will also be in the Treasure. So how do we how do we like seize? And sorry, Brian, we'll move on from this after this one. <laughs> how do we feel about Seize the Treasure? <laughs> Look for for Seize the Adventure. I'll say love it because I like that it's a short introductory there show, and I actually kind of enjoy the the Disney characters in that show. So it's it's a fun show. I say love it. All right. Yeah, I have to agree with Brian and say love it. Um, I think Seize the Adventure is now the best of the i'm gonna call it variety shows wow really yeah meaning the shows that disney just decides to string together a bunch of musical numbers and come up with a plot to fit the the musical numbers i actually think they did a really good job with seize the adventure i also like that it's a shorter show for the it's a first night show essentially and i think that gives everybody a little taste of what's going to happen in the walt disney theater it's a nice introduction you don't need a, a full, you know, hour, hour and 15 minute show. I think it's a perfect bite and I think it'll be great. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm really on the fence about this one. I like the show in On the Wish. I, I'm i going to say I'll love it. I just hope that they don't make it the exact same as it is On the Wish. Like that's another one where I feel like you can just mm. put some new songs and some new characters in. Keep the storyline the same. You don't have to, you know, you don't. I, I mean, I'm not a theater expert by any means, but it feels like you don't have to change too much. Although I, that's probably not true. I'm sure it's a whole different, a whole so different I, thing to make it new songs and dance. I dancing. think you're right. I think they could swap out some songs, but I don't think they will. Yeah, that's, you think? That's it, okay. My prediction. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna say love it with the caveat that if it's the exact same, we'll retroactively say leave it. If. <laughs> <laughs> We will time travel. Uh, Exactly, exactly. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Let's talk about the rumored stateroom themes. I don't know if... Have you guys seen these? I I think the only place I saw them was on Scott's blog that the the stateroom themes were rumored to be Up, Pocahontas, Aladdin, and Encanto. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Yeah, We've seen that uh, there as well as in a bunch of the Facebook groups. There's folks that have 
I don't know if this is just rumor or what, but somebody's been passing around like a, a spreadsheet, like a Google Doc yeah. that supposedly has all the rooms. So that's what we've seen. I we don't know if it's real either. Yeah, um, I think it was in one of the press releases that we got. I w- I thought so too, and I was trying to find it. I I couldn't I couldn't find it, but I also yeah. admittedly didn't look that hard (laughs) so um but let's just let's just say those are the themes up pocahontas aladdin and encanto and obviously those are for the the non-concierge suites uh what do we think about those themes i love them i think overall i think those are great theming they all fit with the they all fit with the theming of the ship overall the disney adventure as we said it should be called yeah so i i think that's a, a nice counter to you know the wish having all of the rooms really be different princess themes i like that these are all you know this is more of a mix of yeah. different kinds of you know theming and characters but all fit within the adventure realm yeah i i agree i we just got back from villas at disneyland hotel and we had a tiana themed room i just I, the theming's always just kind of fun in these rooms and you know we've stayed in a few of the concierge suites not the big ones uh but some of the smaller one bedrooms and stuff and they they, it's always just fun to like walk around the room and see like we had a mary blair themed one at one point and they had all this art on the walls and drawings from her so like i think disney is yeah it's really good at well at times really good at kind of this understated theming that just kind of enhances the experience without being in your face and that's what i feel like the cruise line kind of does so I, i think i think it'll be good yeah I love these as well. I really like up the movie. Pocahontas was one of my favorites as a, you know, growing up as a kid. I, I really like the soundtrack to that movie. And I just, I, I think that would be a fun room to stay in. I think it fits the adventure theme pretty well. It was interesting to me that they did Aladdin as a stateroom theme just because it has so much, you know, dedicated space elsewhere on the ship. So yeah. it was interesting that they did it for kind of the, the standard staterooms. But I, 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 I really like those uh, those stateroom themes, assuming that they're all that they're all true. Now I don't want to be in a Pocahontas room because I will be singing just around the river bend and driving <laughs> Brian crazy if that happens. So. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> One thing I was a little disappointed about is they showed us, you know, the artist renderings of the Raja rooms, the royal suites. I really wanted to see some pictures of the Bagheera rooms because I think a, a jungle themed stateroom would be would be really cool. So I'm I'm excited to see what, what those ones look like. I'm just hoping for the... So the, when they teased the tower suite for The Wish, it was supposed to have all of this kind of interactivity to it, or at least a yeah, little bit of it. Like, right. And they did not carry that through. They did not follow that through. They got value engineered out. And so I'm wondering... Like, I, I think they've set it up as the Epcot thing without any of that, but I really wish they would find a way to, like, you know, sneak in something fun for these suites a little yeah. bit um not yeah. that we'll ever be able to sail in one but it would just be nice <laughs> no, to know that it exists we might get to peek in one if chris and the concierge lounge is in I one know, that's yeah. what i always say I, like the best i can hope is that i'll get to tour one of these rooms someday yeah. so <laughs> the best suite is your best friend suite there you go <laughs> i like that yeah yeah that's good All right, let's move on to not some necessarily like specific spaces that were announced, but just some like general themes that we've learned about. So what do we what do we think about the adventure theme of this ship versus, you know, enchantment on the wish? And I'm not necessarily saying you have to compare them, but how do you like how do you like the adventure theme? So I love it for one reason, and I think it is kind of a comparison a little bit just just from the standpoint that 
the wish is, you know, princess, 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 princess. Mm -hmm. And um, our son just isn't into princess. And so I think it's great that he'll be able to go on the treasure and hopefully, you know, find some stuff that he connects with a little bit more. And so I I like it for that reason, that it just it feels like it's geared toward that adventure theming and the movies and things that he'll like. So, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Sam? In general, princess theming tends to be directed more at girls and women and adventure theming is for everyone. Right. And so I and, and you've got even in the themes in the staterooms, you've got male and female heroes that are sort of highlighting those staterooms. I think that's really, really nice. Um, overall, I think it's it looks like a I don't know it looks like a cool theming. I like the rendering of the grand hall, for example, which really fits in. I love the the greens and the jewel tones that they're bringing into the you know onto the ship. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be well executed overall because we know Disney generally yeah. well executes these things. Right. But I also think that it's really nice to see from like, you know, front to back of the ship, you're going to have this theming and you've got it right, you know, with Peter Pan and Captain Hook right on the back of the ship. So I really like that touch. I think that really speaks to the adventure theming. And so I think all in all, it's, it's going to be a really fun ship. Yeah, I agree. Except I, except I wish they had carried it into the adult dining spaces mm, on yeah. board yeah, because those are just still just beauty and the beast. And that feels perfect over on the wish. And it feels a little weird on the treasure sure. for me. So, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I love the theme. I, I definitely connect personally connect better with the adventure theme than I do enchantment. And I, and I really like how many stories that they have, you know, how many, Disney stories that they have to work with. And I think they've picked a lot of really good characters and themes to put on the ship. So I was really excited about that. And and I think that they could have done better to kind of make more spaces or add spaces that weren't already existing on the wish to make them more adventure themed. But you know, it is, it is what it is, but I think it does leave room down the road for reimagination and stuff like that, where they can add additional stories or change spaces or whatever. But so I I really love the adventure. theme. What what did you think Wes about the decision not to lean too hard into the society of adventurers and explorers? Cause I think there was a lot of folks who really thought or explorers and adventurers, the sea society. I, I thought there were a lot of folks expecting that with the, Arthur Quinn or right. is it Arthur Quinn? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same thought, Brian, because I think there were there was an expectation based on just kind of the way they had been teasing it and everything that that they would th- go that route. And so I don't know. I think it was a little bit of a of a miss by not really kind of leaning into that and and really going for it. So I, I think it would have been nice to see to see more of that, but I always feel like they leave me a little bit disappointed, like uh, based on my expectations. Yeah, <laughs> it's just always a little bit, a, a little bit more wanting. I think, yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you? What about you, Brian? What What are your thoughts on on them not kind of leaning into that? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was an opportunity, and I thought, especially with the way they rolled the the treasure map out, yep. and they had this character they built, you know, to to announce the ship. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a mistake. I thought it could have been really fun. For instance, if that Skipper Society Lounge had you know, like portraits of the various explorers up, you know, hanging in there. So yeah, and it would connect it, it would do a nice theme to connect throughout the ship because even the haunted mansion has, yep. you know, that's right. Uh sea in it. So like, yeah, I think it's uh I think it was a missed opportunity. I'm still kind of hoping you I mean, they've held some things back. Right. Right. So I'm still hoping that there's maybe a little teaser coming that will kind of 
connect that theming in some way but yeah and i even thought maybe they could find a way to work in into like a midship detective agency type thing where it's sort of an interactive all throughout the ship using the different spaces i thought that would be a a cool thing to do but it seems like they're really focusing on the the digital the uncharted adventure adventure. thank you it would i i agree with us i think it would be great actually if they updated the uncharted adventure to be a Mm, new adventure themed storyline that fits in with the with the sea but i don't think they're going to do that i really think they're going to just replicate uncharted adventure from the wish and put it on the treasure because as far as we know that was so complicated and difficult before they even launched it and it was so far delayed beyond even the ship's original delay <laughs> right, right, that right. I, I imagine that the the tech behind that is just something that disney it can't really handle yeah, right, 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 right. So, yeah. yeah all right let's do two more here and then we'll we'll wrap it up what so we we know we now know i think there was I think we had a pretty good idea before they officially announced it, but we know that the treasure is going to sail seven night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises, which uh, obviously are longer than the three and four night cruises that the, that the wish sails. So what do we think about the itineraries that the, uh, the, 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 that the Disney treasure is going to sail and maybe even mix in the fact that it's not going to be visiting lighthouse point, at least not in the the early stages. We love it because the itineraries are longer, Longer, like hands down. And yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, we kind of knew it was going to be in the Caribbean. That's where you always put the newest ship, right? Um, so so I, I love that they're doing those seven-night Eastern-Western itineraries. I'm really excited that the Maiden is an Eastern itinerary and not a Western. Uh, so love it if for no other reason than the only times we've gone on the Wish, we've had to do back-to-backs to cobble together the seven-night yep. sailing. And then it's just, you know, it's Groundhog Day, right? Oh, there's <laughs> Nassau again. There's yeah. <laughs> right. I'll never turn down a stop at, Cast- at Castaway Key, but... I, I am a little disappointed they're not doing any sailings to Lighthouse Point, but I understand why, right? Like yeah. the treasure's new. It will attract people to it just based on newness, and they need something to get people on the ships that will be out of Fort Lauderdale. And so that's Lighthouse Point, right? Yep, so exactly. I get it, but um, I'm hoping that maybe they'll throw in a few sailings with like a Castaway Key uh, lighthouse point those those islands are not far away from yeah, right. so they can easily do both yeah, yeah agreed how about you yeah, sam i'm i'm in the love it category for all the reasons brian mentioned i do think we'll probably see a couple of specialty sailings that go to lighthouse point and castaway like a southern caribbean itinerary a longer itinerary sort of you know random mix in the in the summertime um so i think there will be a couple of those but as brian said i'm i'm not I'm not really disappointed because I was expecting that, right? Like yeah. I was expecting, yeah. why would they put the new ship at the new at the new castaway, right? And then look out, look out, K at Lighthouse Point, right? <laughs> they have no reason to put the new ship there. They have every reason to send the magic there, or even the fantasy and the dream there. Um, whether they're out of Port Canaveral or out of Fort Lauderdale, they've got to have you know a way to get people to go on the older ships that are just going to be harder to sell once the treasure comes out and you've got the wish and the treasure as the two newest ships. So, you know, not really disappointing just because we, I think those of us who are kind of in the know in the community, you know, obviously us, you know, Scott Sanders and, and others, you know, we kind of knew that that w- what was going to happen. So there was no disappointment because I had months already to kind of yeah. 
deal with that disappointment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also going to say love it for the itineraries for all the exact same reasons that, that you guys mentioned. And then finally, let's wrap it up with everyone's favorite topic. You, you have to pay for these cruises, <laughs> unfortunately. And we, I think, I think we probably expected that the, the price point was going to be a little bit higher than, you know, than, than the wish. And we certainly got that. So how do we feel about the prices that we've seen of these new, uh, these new cruises? Well, well, we now know why they called her the treasure. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite comments from somebody that we yeah, talked to. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So look, leave it all the way. I, I, it baffles me that it will be more expensive to sail on a seven-night cruise on the Treasure than it will be to sail on a seven-night cruise on the Wish, cobbling them together. Because today, usually you pay the premium on the shorter cruises because they can extract that incremental little bit additional per night from you because the sticker shock isn't there on a three- or four-night, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, but this was total sticker shock, and I think it shows uh, – you would know better, Wes, because we're not travel agents, so you would know how what the volume is looking like uh, on your side. But uh, I think it shows in the fact that I think the last time I looked, Tower Suites are still available, which had sold out on the Wish inaugural season almost you know instantly. Uh, lots of availability across the different cruises. I think the Maiden Voyage is probably still bookable. I, I haven't checked is, yeah. lately. So like I I would see folks at Disney scratching their heads and maybe thinking this was a bit of a fail. Even if they wanted it to get to the general public for the maiden voyage, it should have sold out yep. by then. Definitely. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit of a black eye that it's not it's not sold out. So I'm gonna say leave it because of course <laughs> Disney cruises are it's not free, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean astronomically priced in general. Yeah, they're not free. Um, until Disney wants to offer me a, you know, a free cruise, we're paying regular fare. But that being said, you know, we still booked the maiden voyage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, we're suckers. Disney yeah, knows right. it. They, we booked two cruises on the way we booked maiden voyage over Christmas. And then we booked a spring break cruise in April. So That's we're paying awesome. like some of the highest yeah, prices right, right, for right. these oh cruses. Gosh, yeah. But we, but we didn't do what we would normally do. We would have normally said, you know, let's stay on the treasure for a New Year's Eve cruise. And said, we're getting off. We're waiting a day. We're getting on the fantasy because it's it's like half the price. Wow, so, yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. We, we, and we also didn't book concierge. As Brian mentioned, we don't always sail concierge, but we sometimes sail concierge. Yeah. And we sometimes sail regular. And we definitely chose to not sail concierge because the sticker price was just Crazy. too much of a shock there. So it was, you know, we could... You know, we could go on, you know, that cruise, but then I might have to sell like a kidney or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. just, yeah. I'd like to keep both kidneys, at least for now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I because until the 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 cruises are free, I'm gonna always say leave it because you know I don't wanna I don't wanna pay for these, despite the fact that I'm going to all you know every single time. And honestly, I I was really, really disappointed that the maiden voyage was there is over Christmas because yeah. despite the fact that the price is ridiculously high, I was fully, you know, fully expecting that and planning to, to book the maiden voyage kind of regardless of what it was going to cost. And yeah. the fact that it's over Christmas, my, my wife is just adamantly against going on vacation over Christmas, which is fine. You know, I, I understand, 
But, you know, the fact that they did that was a little bit surprising to me. And I understand, I, I kind of get the reasoning why, um, you know, if they're going to have a ship available, they don't really want it just sitting unused. So if that's when it's going to be available, then they have to, you know, they have to sell it. But I don't know, could they have adjusted the the dates a little bit to make it fall outside of that specific holiday? I don't know. So, you know, I, I'm going to leave it on the price. I think they're they're very expensive. And, and like in. Yeah. Like you said, Sam, as a as a travel agent, it, it certainly didn't sell like the wish did. And maybe because we were just coming off the pandemic and, you know, it was a brand new ship. You know, there were other factors with the wish, but I do think price was a major factor well, there's, in that. There's a bit of a question mark, too, because they're sailing over Christmas like it has not yet been designated a very maritime sailing. Uh, and I yeah. think you'll get a lot of upset people on board if that thing is not decked out for Christmas. So, You're absolutely yeah. right. I think there is absolutely an expectation from people who have booked that cruise that it will be Christmas themed. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see. We did end up booking the 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 next the second cruise. So we'll be we'll be cruising over um, over New Year's Eve and. Even that one was was insanely expensive. So <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it feels was a not little irresponsible, better. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, feel, irresponsible yeah. not on your part, but on Disney's part, in my opinion. Like I, I, I think they have hit a bit of a wall here in terms of their pricing. And you might be right. Uh, the competition is only going to heat up for them at yeah. Port Canaveral with with Royal bringing in another uh, Oasis class ship, mm. and yeah, it's it's going to get tough for them. I yeah. think. So. And, and I've been wondering for a long time, like, what is that point where they're going to start pricing people out? And I think they may have done that with the treasure. Like, I think there might be a whole group of people that just aren't going to pay that, aren't going to go on on that ship. So. What are your what are your thoughts on them hitting that, you know, the the maiden voyage date? I think they have to. I mean, it, it unlike I, I a cruise. Yeah, unlike a cruise for the wish that was I forget when it was originally scheduled. We were booked on it and then we got punted to August. Yeah. It, was June, it was like mid-June. And then yeah. it got it yeah. moved to July. It got moved, what was it, five or six weeks from sort yeah. of mid-June to like end of July. But, but you're talking about moving a cruise from like potentially one portion of the summer for most to another portion of the summer for most, right? So it's like, it's not a stretch to think people would have moved over. You know, a 50% discount makes up for that. But when people make plans this far out for the Christmas holiday, yeah, yep. if you bump that out, I don't think a 50% discount is going to, is going to, you know, is going to help. Uh, and if that, that happens, that's two in a row, you're killing sales yeah. for the next ship that comes out, right. I think. So I, they have to hit that date. I mean, my speculation is they will take delivery of the treasure at some point in September and then have months to get her fit and finished and do the preview sailings oh, wow. and okay, yeah. voyages and all that sort of stuff. Like I, I really think it wouldn't be out of line to see them get time. her in like mid to late September. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I thought the same thing, Brian. I didn't consider it from that perspective though. I think you're right though. People are planning to cruise over Christmas. Like that's a that's a big deal. I was just thinking from a standpoint of they, how could they possibly do this a second time in Again. a row? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. They had to have learned from their mistakes and built in enough enough lead time. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think they have to hit that date. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus all of the excuses they had from the pandemic are no longer really available to them, right? Yeah, like everyone that's right. knows yep. there yeah, there were all of these delays with getting materials and labor and all they had a lot of reason good reasons, right? Where they had to bump out that cruise. I don't think that the audience will respond in the same way today as they did 
you know, back then though, because we are at a different time in the world. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I frankly think they won't respond well if they get on board and half the stuff is unfinished like it was, you know, for the <laughs> That's wish. That's true, too. Right? Like, this time, <laughs> this time around, if I'm getting on the ship, I'm paying this kind of premium, and it's over Christmas, like, everything had better be ready to go. Yeah, so, I think yeah. you're At least more right. ready. Yep. I don't know if everything's going to be perfect, but at <laughs> true. least more ready. Yeah, there'll always, there'll always be some, uh, yeah. you know, some kinks. Growing but, pains, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, th- that was that was amazing. That was really fun. Thanks for thanks for playing that with me. I think there's a certainly a lot to look forward to when it comes to the treasure, and I'm I'm really excited about the ship, despite you know the fact that some of the things I was a little disappointed about. I'm I am really really excited for the ship, and I just you know thanks for for taking the time and uh, and come on on doing this with me. Yeah, thanks for having us, Wes. And we got to get you on. I mean, there's going to be some more trickling announcements out about the yes. treasure. We'll have to find a time to have you on our show and uh, talk about it a little bit more. As it gets closer but we just super appreciate you inviting us on the show absolutely yeah this was a this was a lot of fun and definitely definitely look forward to doing it again next time Uh, another time i should say awesome thanks so much (laughs) yeah take care as a reminder you can connect with the show by following along on instagram or twitter at the dcl dude or by liking the show on facebook at facebook.com slash dcl dude podcast you can also check out my blog at the dcl dude.com Please feel free to reach out with questions or ideas for future show topics, and I'd be super grateful if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Beyond that, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 